Welcome, dance lovers, to Ask a Dancer with Stacey Morgan. Hello and welcome to episode two of Ask a Dancer, the podcast for dance lovers of all ages. My name's Stacey Morgan. I'm principal of Warhope and Port Macquarie Performing Arts, a small dance school on the mid-north coast of New South Wales. But you, more importantly, are a young dancer looking to be inspired by industry professionals. During this journey, we hope that you get interactive. If you have any questions or suggestions for people we should interview, tweet us at at DanceQ&A and use the hashtag AskADancer. Today we'll be talking to Jessica Thompson. Jessica commenced her dance career with the Australian Ballet and is now working as a contemporary dancer with the Sydney Dance Company. Okay, let's go. Today's guest on Ask a Dancer is Jessica Thompson, currently dancing with the Sydney Dance Company. Hey Jess. Hi. Welcome to Ask a Dancer. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Whereabouts are you at the moment? I know you're on tour. Um, I'm on tour in Port Macquarie at the moment in New South Wales. It's the end, almost the end of a two-month regional tour. We've been to Western Australia and uh, Queensland and now back through New South Wales on our way home to Sydney. Oh, fabulous. So not only are you living the dream, doing the job that you love, but you get to see the country as well. Yes, we see a lot of the country. You need to enjoy travelling if you're going to be a dancer, I would say, with most companies. Fabulous. And and speaking of, you know, being a dancer and you're lucky enough to be um, practising in the profession, can you give us a bit of background as to how you got started and, and how you got to where you are now? Yeah, sure. Um, I grew up in Perth in Western Australia and I started ballet classes when I was about five. Um, by the time I was 11-ish, I suppose, I was kind of getting a bit serious about it and deciding that I think I maybe want to be a dancer at which point I started to go to a, a kind of a full-time program which was in conjunction with my high school in Perth. Um, and when I was 15, I auditioned for the Australian Ballet School and I moved to Melbourne all on my own um, without my family, which was a bit of a challenge, but wow. I got through it. Um, I graduated from the Australian Ballet School after three years of full-time training and joined the Australian Ballet Company. And I danced with them for four years. Um, then I decided to leave and I went on a bit of a gallivant of Europe um, looking for work there. But I actually ended up getting a job with Royal New Zealand Ballet Company. So I kind of came back to this side of the world and danced uh, with them for about six months. Um, and then I left and I did a brief a few seasons with Melbourne Ballet Company in Melbourne, in Victoria. Um, and... Around that time, I auditioned for Sydney Dance Company and I had to wait a whole year, but eventually they offered me a job when they finally had one available and I've been dancing with them for about three years now. Wonderful. So the moral of the story is perseverance. Yes, yes, absolutely. (laughs) If someone says we'll keep your CV on file, they quite often mean it. So don't think that they're, you know, just being nice. That's what (laughs) happened to me with Sydney Dance Company. Fabulous. And growing up as a dancer, did you have a clear path to classical ballet? That's what you wanted to do? Or did you want to do contemporary and classical led you to that? Or how did that all come about? How did you decide where you'd head? Sure. I I always wanted to be a ballet dancer. I think that ballet really was my first love. Um, My mother was a dancer. And funny enough, she was much more a contemporary dancer. But um, for me, ballet always had a particular magic about it. And I have a body and in a way um, uh, I have personality I suppose that kind of lends itself to ballet and that purity and that romanticism but 
um, after a while of, of doing full-time classical ballet, I really, I felt a part of me really yearning um, to do something a little bit different and to be a little bit more involved in the process of making work to be performed. Um, I kind of just wanted to throw my point shoes off after years of, of being perfect and, and get a little bit more um, dirty in the studio. <laughs> so that kind of, that, that kind of opened up um, Sydney Dance Company to me. But having said that, um, if if any listeners have seen any of Raphael Bonicella's work, it's quite it's highly polished and stylized also. So it struck a really nice balance for me. It's still um, we're still asked to draw a lot upon our classical line, and um, we still study ballet technique, or rather train in ballet technique as well as contemporary technique um, in the company. So for me, it was a really good fit. Um, yeah, and I'm happy doing contemporary work now. I've, it's really, um, it's opened up a whole new aspect to my own dancing and to the dance world that I hadn't necessarily anticipated I would kind of enter into. So it's, it's been a really nice journey. Wonderful. We'll come back and talk a little bit about that training and, and that journey and how you got there in a second. But just taking mm-hmm. it back to your early days in Perth, yep. we've got a lot of younger listeners um, who attend their classes and, and often style uh, study lots of genres. What, yep. what was your training like before you did take the leap into full-time? Um, it was, uh, I, it was for me, it was always quite serious. Ballet was, it was never something that I kind of just did for fun. I always felt like it was... Um, Life. Yeah, I always felt like it was life. Yeah, it was important. You know, it was dancing was important. Um, of course, I had fun doing it. Uh, I, I trained, I suppose I must have done initially maybe just one class a week when I was just a little girl. Um, and and actually, the very first classes I did were not even really technique classes. They were just kind of creative dance classes where we would be given, you know, an idea of where we were. We were on a holiday or a picnic or and we would make up a little dance around that when I was about five. And then slowly it became uh, more structured. Uh, I studied Vaganova technique uh, first off, which is a Russian syllabus of classical ballet training. And the school that I went to in in Perth, uh, Terry Charlesworth, uh, her students always study Vaganova technique. And it progresses quite slowly, but it builds a really solid, strong foundation on which to do the more complicated um, classical ballet movements when you get older. Uh, So I suppose after a while, I probably started doing classes three times a week, you know, and it was always after school. And then when I got a bit more serious about it at at 11, I I was going every day after school for a couple of hours a day. Um, So then it became a bit more of a challenge when high school started to kind of fit my my homework in around classes and, you know, there were times on the weekend where there'd be parties and things and maybe I couldn't go because I had rehearsals or, you know, extra dance classes that other kids didn't choose to do but I'd chosen to do them because I really wanted to be dancing. Yeah. You touch on a really interesting point there, Jess, with a lot of young students, that time does come where the, there's a lot of pressure from school, there's a lot of yeah. homework to be done, but then there's also a lot of pressure from dance teachers as well to make that rehearsal, make that extra class, yep. know, fit in the private lesson, do the competition. Come yeah, to absolutely. It's challenging because I think a lot of dancers um, also, myself included, are, are real perfectionists and I found it difficult to, to not do things um, hundred percent. You know, if I was putting in an assignment at school, I wanted it to be a fabulous assignment. And if I was doing a solo at ballet, I wanted it to be as, you know, 
as good a solo as I could produce. Um, and for me, actually, at, at around that age, around 12, 13, 14, one of the things that I, I found the, the biggest challenge was just managing my exhaustion because I was growing and, you know, as a professional, you cut, your body sort of settles down and you get used to the pace of life. But um, at that age, I found the demands that were being made upon my body and my mind were kind of taking a toll just in terms of fatigue. And I was always tired, always tired. But um, I don't know. I think my, my mother was very good in the sense that she always encouraged me to make sure that I took time out if I needed it, if I needed to have a day off um, from school or from ballet, you know, not all the time, but once in a while, if I was feeling really overwhelmed, and I would, yep. and that was no big deal. Um, making sure that you get enough sleep as well is really important and that you're eating good food as well, you know, like good, healthy, energizing food um, and letting yourself have a bit of chocolate cake every now and then if that's <laughs> what you need, if you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed. Yeah, just balance, trying to balance life, I think, at that age is important because it's, yeah, things are, are becoming more intense. But at the same time, you're still a kid and you still need to remember that sometimes it's important to just go hang out with your friends or, you know, play with your brothers or sisters or, yeah, spend time with your family as well. Absolutely. Very well said. Yeah. Uh, you've had such a fabulous career and that you've worked with so many amazing people. Can you tell us about some of the people that made you nervous, maybe when you stepped either out on stage performing for someone or you stepped into the studio to work with someone? Do any memories sure. come to mind of people that you went, oh, my goodness? <laughs> yes, many. Um, uh, a couple, though, perhaps to tell you about. Um, my graduation performance at the Australian Ballet School um, was was a part of the, I did the white swan part of the from wow. Act 2 of Swan Lake. That's yeah, I was a very lucky girl. No, it's not easy, but it's beautiful. Absolutely. So I was, I was fortunate to be dancing it. Um, but that, that uh, exam, for those people listening that don't know, is watched by the director of the Australian Ballet Company. And at that time, still is David McAllister. Um, and he, he obviously watched my exam and a, a lot of uh, whether or not you're offered a job with the Australian Ballet when you graduate from the Australian Ballet School depends on that performance. So mm. I was um, I was actually strangely calm, but I, I was very aware of the weight of that performance when I stepped out on stage to dance that that part of the um, and that he was watching and that it might determine the kind of direction that my life took from that point. So that was that was pretty special that performance. Um, and I was also very fortunate to be an extra when I was a student still at the Australian Ballet School um, when Sylvie Guillaume guested with wow. the Australian Ballet Company. And that was amazing. For Manon, yeah. 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 Uh, so just to be able to be on stage while she was dancing and, and in the studio and watch how she did class, and it was that was, of course very special. Amazing. Um, I'm very jealous. Yeah, yeah. And recently we had, um, actually just this year, we had a choreographer, his name's Jacopo Gadani, um, come uh, from Europe to work with us at Sydney Dance Company. He was restaging one of his uh, pieces that he made on the on Sydney Dance Company a couple of years ago called Raw Models. And he came out to, to make sure that we were all in tip-top form to perform it in Sydney. And he was uh, something else. He was uh, he's an incredible visionary in terms of um, movement quality and theatricality on stage. And uh, he had pretty high standards in the studio. We were all kind of trembling the whole time that he was working with us. Um, but he, he got some incredible... Uh, he, he allowed us to 
to see things in ourselves as dancers, I think, that we hadn't considered or even even thought were possible beforehand. So it was really yeah. intense working with him, but really rewarding as well. Fabulous. Is there anyone that's still on the wish list that you would love to work oh. with or love to see perform that you haven't had the chance to yet? As a dancer, I imagine your schedule is always pretty full. If people yes. come to the country or come to town, <laughs> you don't often get the opportunity to um, to see them. Yeah, there are, of course, I am busy, but there are so many incredible artists in the dance world that, of course, I still have a list. <laughs> um, I'm very sad that I have not met, let alone worked with Yuri Killian. Mm. I would love to one day just be in the same room as that man. Would That would be amazing. Paul Lightfoot, I really admire his work. I'm talking very Netherlands dance theatre now. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, he's, he's one of my favourites also. And I'd really like to meet... Barishnikov also, actually. Yeah. I mean, these are kind of people who aren't really dancing anymore, but, yeah, they left such a, a, a unique mark on the dance world that it would be just a dream mm. to be able to meet them and just talk to them even. Absolutely. <laughs> They'd have such a force and such an energy and such a presence, yeah. I imagine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So speaking of favourite people, is there a favourite that stands out for you as far as your performing career, a favourite performance, a favourite... Um, a piece of work that you got to do or a favourite solo? Just what, yep. what pops to mind? As a professional dancer, I would have to say the first performance that I did with Sydney Dance Company, um, which was of a work called The Land of Yes and The Land of No. Mm-hmm. It's a Raphael Bonicella work. Um, but the first performance that I did was really special because it was um, the first time that I stepped out as a contemporary dancer. and With your shoes off. Yeah, and it felt like a really big milestone at the time because yeah. it was, I had to overcome a lot of personal insecurities and um, it was a bit of a journey to get to get to that point and uh, it, it felt really significant when that finally happened. I had a lot of people supporting me and who'd helped me and kind of moulded me and, and I'd, I'd put in a lot of work myself, so um, that was special. And, of course, also my graduation performance of that Swan Lake part of Dirt, I think will always just stay in my heart as something really, really, really wonderful, um, poised right at the brink of my career. And with I, I was fortunate enough to dance with Andrew Wright, who oh, wow. uh, is now dancing with the Australian Ballet yeah. uh, still, and he has always been a very, very good friend of mine. So to be able to dance something so beautiful with someone who's such a close friend and who had been through a lot with me was was very special too, yeah. Wonderful. It's talking about students who were perhaps coming to the stage where they have to choose where they would like to take their dancing or if they sure. would like to take their dancing on. Yeah. What advice do you have for, for dancers who are of that age where they are trying to juggle everything and they're thinking of stepping out into the classical or contemporary world? Yeah. Do you have some advice for those students? The first thing I would say is keep an open mind um, because it's it's easy depending on where and how you've trained to think that you're one kind of dancer and to become very um, set on I have to be in, in this particular company or I have to be a ballet dancer or there's no way that a ballet company will ever look at me because I'm not like that. Um, because really I think what I've learned over the years is that there are so there are as many companies as there are dancers and Sometimes it's a good idea, of course, to have a focus of what what you really want, but also to remember that where you end up finding fulfilment in the dance world might not be where you at first thought it would be. Yeah, I mean, for me, I never would have imagined that I would end up 
dancing with Sydney Dance Company. But actually, in a way, the years that I've spent here have been the most enjoyable. Um, I had a wonderful time being a ballet dancer as well, but I feel like I've really been able to be who I am in this company. So, yeah, keep an open mind and, and funny enough, in conjunction with that, have a really clear focus about what you want and what it is about dance that you love because that can help you to identify the companies and environments that are right for you. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so important, especially on those days in the studio where you are tired and you don't feel like you can go on having that goal and having that focus of, well, no, I'm working towards this is always important. Yeah, yeah. And get out your DVDs or get out on, I mean, probably no one watches DVDs anymore. They just get on YouTube and, (laughs) you know, watch people that inspire you because watching as well is such a wonderful way to learn and to remember. I mean, I still do it. I still occasionally will watch something that I know reminds me of why I put in all of that hard work and all the tears and, you know, when you're going through those difficult moments and you think, why, why do I bother with this? It's so hard. (laughs) It's, It's wonderful to watch something beautiful that reminds you of all the wonder of it and why it's important to you. Absolutely, and why you came to it in the first place. Yeah. yeah. Fabulous. Jess, we're going to finish up uh, with the top five. Five random questions for you. I'll fire them at you fast and uh, just say whatever (laughs) comes to the top of your head. All right. All righty. What's always in your bag that you take to the theatre? Oh, um, oh, what's always in my bag? My ballet shoes. Funny (laughs) enough, still. (laughs) I still wear flats for class. Travel with ballet shoes. Always travel yeah. with ballet shoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll put that on a T-shirt for you. What's your favourite colour? Uh, red. Nice. How do you spoil yourself? With chocolate. <laughs> do you? Have, oh, well, my next, my next question is, do you have a vice? Is chocolate. It, is it chocolate? Yeah. <laughs> and your favourite holiday destination to escape to? Oh, definitely Italy. Mm. Very nice. (laughs) Well, (laughs) hopefully your travels will take you to Italy and beyond and we love watching you dance with the Sydney Dance Company and it's so inspiring for you to have um, spent the time here to talk to young dancers to let them know exactly how you got to where you are and that it is hard work but if you do the hard work then you'll get there. So thank you so much, (laughs) Jess, for joining us. Thanks so much, Stacey, and good luck to everybody. I hope that, you know, all your dancing dreams come true. Thanks for joining us on Ask a Dancer. And don't forget, we'd like you to get interactive. Tweet us your dance questions and dance stars to at DanceQ&A with the hashtag AskADancer. I'd love your suggestions on who you would like to hear from, whether they're from the classical or contemporary world, in commercial dance, ballroom, or whatever style you're into. I'm Stacey Morgan, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to Ask a Dancer with Stacey Morgan. Get in touch with us at WPMPA.co or at Dance Q&A on Twitter.